0: This is the Brothers on Books podcast, the greatest podcast with the best brothers talking about the best books. Please welcome your hosts, Jack and Alex, the Brothers on Books. Hey, everybody, this is a Brothers on Books solo mission. Felt inclined to tell you about the book, What Would the Rockefellers Do by Garrett Gunderson. This was a doozy. Seems like Garrett's cut from the same cloth as Brent Kessler and Chris Noggle. Um, we read their book, Mapping Out the Millionaire Mystery, in episode 15, and I'll have a, a link for that below. Um, this, this, I mean, he, he's using Rockefeller as a family that has preserved their wealth over many generations. And he talks about some of the tactics they use or um, John at least set up so his wealth wouldn't be, you know, given up to drugs, drugs, alcohol and all that other bad stuff uh, that kids could get into uh, if given a lot of money. So valid arguments. But the, the the key concept from the book is the overfunded whole life policy. And this is something That we talked with Chris Nogalon, once again, episode 15 of the Brothers on Books podcast, um, where people create their own banking system. Instead of putting your money into a bank first, just put it into a whole life policy. And it immediately starts gaining interest. And now this becomes an asset that you will be able to borrow from in the future when cool opportunities come up. And, you know, a lot of people say that is bad, but sometimes that is not bad. (laughs) If it leads to a great opportunity that could produce more cash flow. um, I'm not saying to take out tons of debt for just any sort of purchase, but in the right circumstances, that can be very good and a very important wealth building tool. Now, the thing that I've come to appreciate even more now that I've, I opened up a whole life policy, actually with the help of um, Chris, it's a high early cash value whole life policy. So I, I actually put in about 15, no, it was 15 grand a couple months ago. And then like a week later, I was able to pull out almost, I think it was 13,800. And we are going to use that money to put into our kitchen. Now, if if we and and that was cash before, so I put cash into a whole life policy. Now, if I would have just taken the cash and paid the people for the the kitchen, the opportunity cost and the the future compounding of that money would have been lost forever. Now it gets to start accumulating right now. Now I will pay that back, And, and then what? You know, some people might ask, well, I mean. Well, what what makes you have to pay it back? Why do you have to pay it back? Um, what happens if you don't pay it back? I think in some circumstances, if you didn't pay it back and if it was a variable rate, it could theoretically lapse or they would just, I think, just start docking you. But if, if I were to die right now, the only thing that would happen is that they would deduct that loan amount from the death benefit. But I'll, I'll pay it back. It's a uh, simple interest, I think, over the first year. So I'll, I'll pay that back and then uh, probably take out another loan next year. Oh, and, and the idea was to refinance our house to pull cash out. So so I just needed some cash now. So took the money from the whole life policy. We're going to do the kitchen. Hopefully we can refi our house. We're going to pull some money out. Then I'll put money back into the whole life. Uh, to stock that up. Maybe we'll even open another one. So it's a, it's a very cool idea. It really is a game changer, provides another asset to borrow. And it's super liquid. Once again, you, you don't have to deal with all of these banks and underwriting paperwork. It's just a hassle. It could take months to refinance a house or a um, couple of weeks, you know, could could be a a week to get financing for a car or a personal loan. You have to show them paperwork, and but when when you bank on yourself, it's just you know you go to your whole life policy, click a button, and you get check in the mail or put right into your bank account, so you can use it right away. Uh, it took me about forty eight hours to get the loan. So and and he talks about that this is one vehicle that the ultra wealthy use, and. Chris Noggle and Brent Kessler compared it to not necessarily training to be the fastest or trying to fly the fastest, but instead putting yourself in an environment where you have a perpetual tailwind. And by putting yourself in an environment like that, you don't—you're not really doing much differently, other than where you put your money first, and it, it can create huge, huge effects down the road. One thing I really like about Gunderson is that he's very much coming from an abundance mindset, not a scarcity mindset. He, he really talks about not restricting yourself so much and putting the things you love and enjoy into what he calls a spending plan. He, he contrasts that with a budget, which sounds restrictive, but he calls it a spending plan. So don't feel bad about spending and living for today, but at the same time, have respect for your future and the legacy that you'd like to leave. Now, uh, well, the uh, the other kind of component of this book is trust. And I, I didn't really know a whole lot, and I still don't really think I know a whole lot about trust. And th- this is a way to regulate how your money gets used after you pass away. So he, he talks about the mechanism that helped the Rockefellers control their wealth that was originally created by John D. Rockefeller. From the explanation, it sounds like one could set up a governing body or board that is in charge of allowing disbursements from the trust. So, for example, I mean, you wouldn't want your grandkids taking out money to go do drugs and harmful activities. So that might not be allowed in the trust. Alternatively, if they wanted money for a trade school education or were seeking capital for a business venture, maybe with an approved business plan or strategy, that might be allowed. So I really enjoyed reading this book. It's a super quick, quick read. It's only, it's like 150 pages, quick read, but I definitely appreciate what he's getting at now. And I think I have some hands-on experience with dealing with these overfunded whole life policies. Um, and I honestly think I should start another one soon. So I'll, I'll put the, the links to um, the episode with Chris on uh, below. So if, if you want to hear someone talk about it and, um, he has a lot of good interviews. So, if um, definitely, highly recommend looking into that and yeah, do some studying on overfunded whole life policy. And th- remember, this is through a mutual insurance company. This is not um, like a stock company. Um, so, yeah, check it out. And once again, please reach out to us at brothersonbooks at gmail.com for any book recommendations or if you would like to be a guest host for a particular book you have in mind. A great review or rating on whichever platform you're listening to this would be greatly appreciated. And lastly, if you can think of any friend, family member, or coworker that might like this episode, please pass it along. See you next time.